Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelo. It's a pleasure to be with you this week. You know, as we're wrapping up the month of July, we've been talking about what I refer to as the sandwich generation, and we started the month talking about, you know, you know, issues with regard to kids and, you know, us being kind of in the middle. And then we're talking about dealing with our parents. And so we're going to wrap up this month, you know, of July, as we're talking about the sandwich generation of talking about maybe we look at ourselves and maybe looking after our kids so that when we're old, we put them in a position that that maybe there's not that other slice of bread there so that they don't have to worry so much about us that we do the right planning, we put the planning in place so that they don't have to really think about that. To help me today and to really have the conversation about this, I've invited one of my partners over at CNA Financial Group and Vice President Dave Suki. Dave, pleasure to have you on the show as always. Thanks, Frank. Pleasure to be here again. So, Dave, you know, Jesus tells us to love one another, and that's kind of been the theme as we've been going throughout this because when we think in terms of the sandwich generation, the reason why we're in the middle is because we, we love our kids, we love yep. our parents, and we put ourselves in the middle – and so all month we've talked about dealing with the kids, dealing with the parents. And the reality is, is that, you know what, someday, for some, for some of us, I'm a little older than Dave, okay, <laughs> I, I'm going to be that other side of the bread. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, yes. we were just kidding about that. And when that occurs and I'm the other side of the bread, I want to make sure that my kids aren't feeling squeezed, okay, and that we're not putting the pressure on them. So as we look at that, I guess, you know, let's talk about what we should be doing for ourselves. Because we have the time to do it, we have the you know the foresight to do it. We have our faculties all right now, so it really becomes one of you know what should we be doing and what should we be having these conversations about to ourselves as we look at this, so that we really set our kids up so that later on it's not going to be a problem. Yeah, Frank, I think um, being somewhere between a, a younger brother and an older son. I think it's more you? the younger brother. Okay, I think you'd like the younger brother. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> I think that it starts with education and developing a plan. Right? I, I think it, I think there's always that part. I always say there needs to be a plan in place. There's got to be a strategy in place. Yes. And, you know, what's interesting is I spend most of my life thinking strategy, and my strategy is usually in my head, and then it comes out my mouth and we do it. Yeah. You know, but when you think in terms of the strategies for our listeners, as they're thinking about it is you might not necessarily be a planner like I am, so – it might be that you have to take the strategy that maybe is going on in your head a little bit and you actually have to put it to paper. Paper, yeah. So, you know, I would say the first thing that we need to do is really work through the plan. Yeah, and the fact that you're even having the conversation is, is being, you know, creating an awareness, right? So, yeah, so through experience you learn, right? So the, the things we see, we see, um, you know, parents taking care of their parents and then taking care of their children, the way that they need to take care of them. That I don't think is going to change, Frank, because, you know, um, people are living longer, right? And, and, you know, kids still need to be looked after. They don't stop being your children. You've taught me this. You have older children that they don't stop being your children when they graduate college, you know, or when they go get married. In fact, sometimes they have issues in life that really they need to be coached through as they get older. So it's going to be ongoing. So I think you're, you're, you're right on track with, you know, developing some sort of strategy or plan that if this happened to us, what would we do? What would we need to take care of so that our children wouldn't have such a stressful time in taking care of it? It's a great point. And, you know, it's interesting is because we all look at it and we look at our condition today. And when I say we look at our condition today, you know, we get up in the morning, we feel good, maybe a little ache or pain here or there, whatever the case might be. But as the day goes on, you know, 
events that that occurred. So if we looked at the news and we saw, oh, that just happened, or um, you know, we pray for the people, you know, in the airlines, the one that was shot down, another airline one. Yep. So you look at that and you're like, wow, that happened. And we're always looking at it as, as if we're the spectator watching everybody else's lives. Yes. But the reality is, is that our life is going on, too. And each day we're getting a little bit older. You know, I, I know when I look in the mirror, I don't see that same full head of hair that I used to have 20. And Dave is laughing because it's for our listeners. I am follically challenged, which means that I don't have a lot of hair. But what happens is, is we're all getting older every day. And as we're getting older every day, we can always look as if, oh, yeah, look at so-and-so. It happened to this one, happened to that one. It's always the other guy. Yes. And every once in a while, God kind of you know gives us a little awakening, which is it might hit close to home. It could be a brother or sister something happens to. They get hurt. They get sick, whatever. Or it could be a parent or whatever the case might be. I just had a friend of ours. Uh, his mom broke her hip. You know, she fell and so forth. And, you know, and we're always looking at somebody else. But you know what? We're all stepping up. So as we look about look at that, you know, that's why we say is you got to have a plan. You got to put the plan to action. You know, one of the most stressful things that I always say that you know people have to look at is, you know, you can have a plan, but did you communicate it to anybody? You know, it's like yeah. okay, assuming that something happened today, and you didn't have the ability to speak, okay, um, you were laying in a hospital or whatever the case might be, okay, who did you communicate your plan to? Yep. So you know, when we're talking about that, you know, it, it becomes important. I saw a client of mine recently. I have an older client of mine. I mentioned it last week's show. And um, what I had indicated was is that, you know, when they started with me, they were like in their 60s. And the husband had passed away. And then I got a call from the son recently. And he was saying that, hey, Frank, you know, I'd like you to, you know, to visit mom. And I said, visit mom. I said, how's she doing? And he goes, oh, I just had to check her into an assisted living. She's got early signs of dementia and so forth. And it was heartbreaking to go and to, to see her. But, you know, as the conversation went on a little bit, and I was talking to the son kind of outside as I was leaving, you know, we were having a conversation. One of the things that came up, which is we need to discuss here, is so who's taking care of everything? And he goes, well, i got a brother and a sister, but it's all fallen on me. Yes, yes. And so I think part of the conversation is, is that, you know, how do we want our affairs to be handled? You know, do we spread it between, I've got three children. Dave, you've got three now. God yes. bless you. So do we spread it between three of them? Do we identify one? Um, and are we being fair to the one if you're going to put everything on them? And it's what happens, Frank. It happens all the time. I, and, I just had a conversation, same exact scenario. Three children, one taking care of everything, other two not doing so well, and, and uh, it, it's a challenge. And, you know, when I look at that, you know, it does, you know, for parents, we all look and it's like, Dave, you've got three, I got three, as I mentioned before. It's like, we all want our kids to get along. Yes. But, you know, one of the things that really puts a divide between them is, is that when one feels that they're carrying more of the load than the other, it starts to build some resentment. Yes. And so part of the conversation, once you go beyond getting a plan in place, is really identifying how do you, you know, uh, divvy up or, you know, all the responsibilities. Yeah. You know, what are, what are we doing here? You, you can't throw it all on one. And it's interesting because we, we all have different roles that we play in life. So some people play the victim. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some p- people play the hero. Yep. Okay. And they, we have all different roles that we play. And so you got to kind of look and say, who do we have? You know, do we have, some, you know, 
people that we can have them helping in different points so that it all doesn't end up on one of the kids. Yep. So yep. which is no, it's it, it's a good point and it, it it's a family conversation. Yes. And here's what happens, right? Tell me right if your experience has been the same and the listeners the same thing. As we age, we tend to get a little more rigid. We tend to get a little bit more in our ways. And a little less patience. Yes. So I see this going on now with some aging parents. They don't want to hear it. They don't care that, you know, the you know situation I ran across, plenty of money, but they don't want to do anything with it. They're, you know, they think it's ridiculous to spend money on their care. Okay, and the children are like, well, that's why you save the money. So what happens is the longer you wait, the harder that conversation becomes. And we're learning that. So it's inevitable, likely, that someone in a married situation is not going to have one of the two need some sort of care at some point. So why not talk about it when you're of sound mind and develop a plan and well, then re- review the plan as you as you get older. And and it's interesting as you just said that, you know, money is oftentimes an issue. Yes. And I'm not talking about oh, we're trying to protect an inheritance or anything like that, but for some families they do, but the reality is is it's a matter of we're going to need cash flow in order to fund what needs to be done. Yes. And so, you know, when you look at it, you know, the savings rate in America is so low, it's almost negative. I mean, you're talking 2 3%. So if you really think about this, if I don't take the responsibility of having cash reserves for my health care, for things that are not covered, and I don't do that, how in the world are my kids going to be able to do that for me when I, you know, all of a sudden I'm the, I'm the bread in the sandwich generation Correct. there, and all of a sudden I'm putting a squeeze on them. They don't have the financial capacity necessarily to be in that spot, and it's it would be irresponsible of me to put them in that spot. And so one of the things that I say is is that you should be looking to build up a cash reserve. You know, in today's day and age, if we look at it, I mean, look what's going on with health insurance. I mean, the deductibles are not what they used to be. I remember when I had a five hundred dollar deductible. Yeah, My yeah. deductible is now twenty five hundred. Dave, I don't know where you're yeah, at. Yeah, so, same thing. You know, when you think about it, we've got that much more exposure. Coinsurance limits are not what they used to be. You know, years ago, we'd have 80, 20 to a couple thousand out of pocket. Now you're seeing 50, 50, 60, 40s with 5 and 10 and $20,000 out of pocket limits. So who's going to be responsible for those? You know, so, you know, when you're thinking of that, what about, you know, when you get home from the hospital or you come home from whatever's going on and you're going to need help? Who's funding all that? Yep, and Frank, we we've both seen this. The individual, us, let's say I'm the parent, I'll be taken care of in some capacity, whether it's my own money, my family's money, or the government's money. Somewhere, right? We're going to be we're going to be put somewhere and taken care of. Maybe not what I want. Okay, so we're we're actively having this conversation to say if if it happened, what would you want? What would be the the ideal situation for the for the events that just occurred? And then, yeah, how do you protect? a lot of the decisions so that your kids aren't divided, they're not conflicted, or their lives aren't responsible for something now that just went unattended to and was hoping that it didn't happen to me. That's a great point. So I would tell, you know, for our listeners is, you know, here, here's a saying that I have is, you know, you can absorb little claims. It's the big claim that mm-hmm. can absorb you. And that being the case, I always say is when you have a potential large claim that's out there, transfer the risk. That's what insurance companies are for. They spread the risk amongst the several people, understanding that, you know, what that pool amount that they get in premiums is what they use to pay, you know, for claims. So what I would tell you is, is use insurance where necessary. It makes sense. And have that reserve fund. 
you know, there was a kind of a wild card that I realized recently. I had a family member who, who was sick. And what about pets? Yeah. Who's taking care Big. of the pets? Big, right? Yeah. And by the way, if you have unhealthy pets and you need them taken care of, um, my wife and I, we had a, a cat that was diabetic. So it was interesting. It's not often easy that you can take places or you have places that take care of them. But when an or, a organization, whether it be a kennel or it be a hospital or wherever you board them, you know, if it's a facility, if you had to take someone's pet there and that pet has an illness, they actually consider it like a hospital stay. And so when it's a hospital stay, I think that one of the times we went away, I was paying 60 or $70 well, a day, a day oh, yeah. for the for the cat. And then the dog was like 20 a day. I told my wife, I said, you know, I could have got him in a red roof in or a holiday <laughs> for less than this. And I said, and they'd have had the whole room really? to themselves, yeah. never mind a cage. But, you know, dealing with pets are really important. Yes, yes. And they're part of the family, right? So that's that. That's, again, an awareness of if it happened, what would need to be taken care of. And it's that just thinking it through. You know, Dave, I know that you, know, you do a lot of planning, same as I do. What documents are you telling people to make sure that they keep current and available? Yeah, the, yeah because like a will is one thing. You got, I mean, you're not here, you're dead. It's like, okay, we'll find the will. But assuming that you're here but you're not healthy, you've got issues going on, and someone has to take care of you, what are you telling people? Yeah, what well, there should, should be there are two documents that we talk to clients about. You know, advanced health care directives or living wills, right, that people hear of. It's interesting. You ask somebody, and I didn't know this for years, and I learned this through working here, you know, what, what that actually meant. You know, what are the wishes of an individual in, in terms of if they're incapacitated, you know, what type of care and, and, and so on and so forth. That's very important to keep that current and have available. Somebody needs to know where that is, okay? Um, and I recommend having it online somewhere, scanned, so that someone, in today's day and age, we can get things online quick. You scan it, download it, and you have it. Um, the second thing is um, uh, durable powers of attorney, where there, there's somebody there who can act on behalf of somebody if that person is sick, un unhealthy, not capable of making decisions. It's already done. You don't have to do it at the moment of, you know, the stress you, you did it prior. And you appoint people in your life that you trust to do those things for you. You know, as, as, as you're saying that, it's like, you know, some things you can kind of see happening because it happens over time. But then there's certain things that are sudden, you know, whether, you know, somebody, you know, has an attack of some sort or something happens or an accident. And next thing you know, they're incapacitated. They're in a hospital for a week or two weeks or whatever the case might be. And it's Hey, there's a lot of people that I know dealing with clients over the years. They don't pay their mortgage two, three, four, five months in advance. You know, the mortgage is due on the 30th yeah. or the 1st of the month, yeah. and they're writing a check uh, the week of or day yeah. before and then sending it. And all of a sudden, they're in the hospital on that day for in two or three weeks. It's who's paying the bills. Correct. Correct. Yep. So, so important to keep both of those current and then available somewhere, whether you're comfortable in a, in a safe or in a safety deposit box or online right that's what we suggest and then the other thing i would you know suggest is i always say is be organized and when i say be organized it's like you know keep your bills keep the things like that that you have to pay in one place and maybe the checkbook that goes along with it or whatever that if somebody had to step in and go pay your bills or whatever the case might be make it easy for them yes yes because it, it could be a puzzle, Frank, that takes years to solve, as we say, if you, you know, if you don't do it the proper way. So, you know, as, as we're, you know, start wrapping this up, you know, for our listeners, just a couple of a few points that we're talking about. You know, the first thing, you know, just a quick review, have a plan, you know, make sure you have that in place. 
Um, if it is a plan that could be insured, whether it be long-term care, disability insurance, medical insurance, whatever the case might be, make sure you have the right insurances. Communicate to your kids what's going on. Divvy up, if possible, responsibilities. Don't try to put it all on one unless you have to, and if you have to, you have to. Make sure you have the right documents in place. Yep. And in putting the right documents in place, the other thing that we were just talking about is be organized. Don't have things all over and, you know, make it simple for them. And then I always say is avoid clutter. You know, there's nothing worse than, you know, someone has to go and get something out of your house and it's like, where the heck do they keep things? It's crazy in here. Yep. So, Dave, <laughs> anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, I think, that Frank, that, that just being aware, right, having the conversation now, getting it started, it may take a little time to develop, but it's going to put you in a more responsible position if it ever happened. Very good. So thank you. So for all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Our guest today, your co-host, or my partner over at CNA Financial Group, David Suki, has been with us. My name is Frank Congelos. If you have questions, you could write to us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, 08736, or email us at info at ifrw.com. Thank you, and have a blessed week.